1: All right, and welcome in, everybody, to the OPR podcast. Again, I am your host this week uh, with Jake Burns off and spending some quality time with family. You get to deal with me this week. And uh, so today we're going to be joined by Johnny Kinsley. A uh, new member of the OBR team and uh, get it, get to hear a little bit about him, learn about him. Uh, one of the things we like to do here at the OBR is make sure you get an idea of who we are uh, as well as what we do and, and all of that. So we'll do a little bit of that. And then we'll talk a little bit about uh, the, the article that he uh, just put up on the site. But first, we've got to talk about DoorDash. And so, um, again, I've said this to you all week, and I'm going to continue to say it because we all are here in this together. You've counted on restaurants. Now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms is going to be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. I keep saying Chipotle weird, by the way, in that read. If you all haven't noticed, now you will. And many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery, too. Listen, that's how my wife and I like to do it. We love our local places. So just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on the way. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. When you download the DoorDash app, and enter the code BLUEWIRE. That's one word, BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off your first order and zero delivery fees when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget, that's the code BLUEWIRE for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. So, uh, again, it is my pleasure to welcome in Johnny Kinsley. Johnny, how are you doing today?
0: Hey, doing all right. Ready to talk some Browns football.
1: Sounds good. I mean, we listen. We're getting, we're inching ever closer to to some games, and I think we're going to be intrigued to watch how it goes because we have nothing. As Fred and I talked uh, for the Wednesday podcast, we have really nothing to go off of. We have no idea what this team is really going to look like, except for some weird video angles that we've seen uh, on Browns Daily. So, but first, Johnny, just I uh, want to get a little bit of information so that people get to know you a little bit. So tell me a little bit about your connection to the Cleveland Browns and and what your history uh, with the team is.
0: Well, I've been a Browns fan since I was nine years old, and I grew up in Avon Lake and Rocky River, so it didn't really take me long to drive out to the games. More specifically, I've been a fan since 2002, which was, of course, the last time they made the playoffs, and I think there might be some kind of correlation there. I was at the uh, infamous home opener when Dwayne, Dwayne rubbed through his helmet. And uh, they lost in the field goal after that. And, was, and, and on, on, a more, on a brighter note, I was also in the Week 17 game against the Falcons when they pulled off that fourth-quarter comeback, and William Green had that iconic touchdown run. So, uh, that, like, that was a brighter moment. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> I've been a fan since then. And uh, I guess so, some of the other brighter days uh, of my Browns fandom include that snowstorm game against the Bills back in 2007,
1: which uh, <laughs> I – Jamal Lewis. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I attended that game, and I actually have my ticket from that game right on me right now.
1: Nice.
0: Yeah, right in my room. So, uh, there was, there was also that, there was also like a blowout win against the Dolphins. I think it was either from 2004 or 2005. It, like, it was like it was it was it was only like 23 nothing or something like that. But uh, that was a game that uh, I have like a lot of fun fond memories of. Um, but for me, it's, it's, it's just been a lot of blind optimism that's been made easier by, this, by the success of the Cavs, Indians, and Buckeyes in the 2010s, which has given me quite a bit of hope since I root for those teams as well.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. So who do you have to blame or thank for your Browns fandom? Is there one person in your family that kind of brought you up in that way?
0: Uh, I I I guess I would have to blame my dad. My dad's a big Browns fan. Like I like he he was a uh, he was a season ticket holder for quite some time, and uh he like he he was he was the one that brought me to that that uh that week one Browns game back in 2002, as, as well as like pretty much every game that I've been to like ever since. So uh, nice. I would have to blame him. It's, it's kind of it's kind of his fault that I'm a Browns fan and not like like a. Patriots. Gotcha.
1: So yeah, that 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 tends to be handed down like a like some sour grapes at some level. So, um, all right, so we know a little bit now about just kind of your history as a fan, and you, like many of us, uh, so I was born and raised in Sandusky, Ohio, and so, you know, the the Cleveland teams and the Buckeyes, you know, that just kind of is our team. Um, But you've been been doing the the media covering, uh, writing kind of thing for a little while now. Uh, So tell us a little bit just kind of historically – Who have you written about? What have you written about? So that uh, our readers have a little bit of an idea of what to expect from you. Well, I've been in the
0: field of writing since 2013 when I started out on a couple of blogs, and I've gradually worked my way up to writing for sites like SB Nation and Football Outsiders. My best-known work in that regard is the Deep Ball Project, which, is, which, which has featured on Football Outsiders for the past three years. And it's an annual piece I do where I chart quarterbacks on throws of 21-plus air yards and rank how accurate they were, as well as basic statistics of yards, touchdowns, and interceptions. Spoiler alert, Baker Mayfield was a top-ten quarterback in terms of accuracy, <laughs> deep accuracy, in the last two seasons. So that's something to, like, hang your hat on personally I've written yeah um, I've written on dynasty football for Dynasty league football for over a year now I do some stuff with 49 sub which is of course the 49 ers side I've been doing that since March of 2018 I've been with the Roaring Ride network uh, down in Charlotte covering the Panthers for the ride report since October of 2018 um, in the past I've, I, like I did mention I, I've worked for SB nation for the Titans I was there from 2020 I'm, I'm still I'm still there running for the Dolphins and I've also covered the Vikings as well.
1: Um, I <laughs> so you've just a couple teams you've had a little bit of experience with a few different teams A have cu-
0: a couple um, yeah, my, my, my analysis in that regard is very GIF and clip heavy, as I love to explain things through that sort of media and kind of let the plays speak for themselves for a moment like before I uh, tie, tie it in and explain like what exactly is happening. So that's something I enjoy bringing to the table in my style of writing. Of course, that only improves as I use newer technology, and I've started to edit, edit videos of clips as well now that I have the technology to do so.
1: Awesome. So I think, what guys, folks, what you're hearing from Johnny is, is really another piece of the puzzle of what's different at the OBR, and um, really our, our niche has, has really been looking at things um, using video, using, you know, we've, you get stuff from Jake, and you get stuff uh, from Jonathan Stevenson, and, and, and in me in the past is really not just talking about it, but showing it, right? It, it's really, in a lot of ways, why I think that's different and why I think that's important is... We try to show our work, because I can just write about, hey, Baker Mayfield made three great throws, and these were the three throws, but to show you and show you the ball placement and show you um, just what else was going on and where the defensive backs were and, and show you where his head was just before throwing the ball that he was looking off somebody. So I'm really excited to have Johnny uh, to kind of join into to that process Um, And, Johnny, one of the things I'll let you know about um, the OBR fans, if you don't know already, is they care as much about the third fullback and the the 17th defensive back (laughs) as they do Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham Jr. We have the most passionate and most of the time smartest fans uh, that that follow us. And so uh, just be ready that you might get questions that you're like, wait, I don't even know that uh, is it Johnny Stanton is our, our second or third fullback right now? Um, you know, I forgot about him or whatever, but our, our OBR readers really do have high expectations of us. So uh, you're coming into a team that um, sometimes uh, delivers and sometimes people like me fail uh, miserably, and that's okay. Uh, but we, we welcome you to the team. Um, and so, you know, it was perfect timing uh, that on Wednesday afternoon you published a piece looking at some safeties that, that could be interesting to us um, for the Browns. Um, and so before we get into that, um, one of the questions we got from my buddy Mike Krupka is uh, really around Shedrick red, or Sheldrick Redwine. Um, and it's not really a question. It's just Redwine baby with some prayer hands. But what are your thoughts of where the Browns' safety room currently is and whether they need to replace somebody or or just it would be nice to replace somebody?
0: Um, I think I think in regard like 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 in like in regard to um the the post that I made in terms of um like how like how to uh put a, like like some kind of fit there I think uh like I I I I'm trying to trying to trying to remember that like the five players I wrote on in <laughs> that regard I think yeah I I th- I like okay obviously it was Earl Earl Thomas I wrote on I wrote on him. Um, the, like, the, like, like that, like, per, like in terms of pure talent, that's the best fit for this offense, I think. In my, like, in my opinion,
1: um,
0: the, like, obviously, the problem with him is the locker room stuff. Like, is his, his fight with fellow teammate, fellow safety Chuck Clark, uh, is he going to be too much of a locker room cancer? Is is that going to be is that going to be something the Browns not going to want because because they because they, they've had that stuff in the past? I'm not. I'm not insanely familiar with Seljuk Redwine, but I have seen some tape with him. And, it, like, it, it's been, like, it's, like, it's, it's it's very least been passable. It's, it's been good. It's just, I think, I think in his regards, like, he's a little raw in that like, which obviously makes sense because he was a fourth-round rookie. And <laughs> like, did, did, like, didn't really get too much playing time last year. Uh, but I think, like, any like any development of him, like if if there's if there's anything Joe Joe Woods can get out of him, that's definitely going to help that that that, uh, that safety room, especially with uh, the other safeties. interested. Dale, well, like he's like he's definitely,
1: de- like he's definitely he's ninety, like he's almost he my 90. like I'm an old man compared to most of the young guys covering teams right now. He's ninety, like he is my age. Um, that's not a good thing. That's not a positive thing for an NFL no. player. No. no, 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 no. <laughs> Yeah, I like that's probably
0: not an exaggeration here. He's probably nine years old. <laughs> uh, like yeah, uh, he, like he's he, like he's kind of a hard hitter. Like may, like maybe on his teammates as well, but that's for another story. And <laughs> uh, ca- yeah, no, speaking of hard hitters, Car- like Carl Joseph was known as kind of that guy for the Raiders. And uh, from from the, from the talks that I've had with Raiders fans on him. Uh, have been pretty positive actually. Like, 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 they're, like they're not gonna say like, oh, he's like the best safety in football ever. But he's like, like they've also mentioned that he's not some screw up either. He's gonna help out with tackling, so that's something to be positive about. But there really, like, there really isn't like any like elite like number one safety in there. So, uh, and, like really any development for Sheldon Green will help this team out uh like tenfold because um they like they <laughs> do have the talent at corner with Denzel Ward who's. Quietly becoming one of the best young corners in football, and Greedy Williams, who did like who, who like while he had some rough stretches as any corner would in um, in the rookie season, like he, like he like he quietly himself uh, turned into a pretty competent quarter, uh, corner through his first season. So that like that that's that's something to be excited about um, if you're a Browns fan, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so I'm actually uh, just kind of scrolling through uh, your piece right now. I just want to be honest, Browns fans, you may want to skip. There's. Tony Jefferson? Well, there's a run (laughs) here that uh, Earl Thomas, and, uh, you know, it's the Freddy Kitchen, what (laughs) the Free Hill Willie are you doing kind of thing. So, Browns fan, there's a part of the Earl Thomas breakdown that you just might want to skip. It's just not good for your sanity. Like, I've watched the play. Uh, now ten <laughs> times, and I'm just not okay with it. So um, of these five that you have, so I'll, we'll just kind of uh, talk about them real quickly, just in general, Eric Reed, after Earl Thomas, obviously, Eric Reed, Rashad Jones, um, I'm not even going to pronounce Jaleel, a die. I'm not great with... Adai. Ideas. Adai, okay, great. And then obviously Tony Adai. Jefferson, who has said what he has said, whatever, that's a different conversation, who cares. Do you feel like um, any of these five change the outcome of... Of a game of a season, um, do you feel like there is an impact there that is that could change between the Browns making the playoffs, winning a game? You know, do you feel like there is that uh, that talent out there right now for the team?
0: Absolutely, I think the most obvious um, the most obvious answer is Earl Thomas. Of course, if he's if he's like level-headed, like he's not going to say stuff that's like going to divide the locker room, I think that would help tremendously if they go out and sign him. But I don't know if he can be trusted to do it right now. And, I'm, and in terms of, like, the best locker room fits in, like, in also regards to, like, playing, like playing with quality, um, I think Adai might be that kind of player because I think I did mention in that article that he had, like, the, that he allowed, like, the lowest passer rating of the other four safeties outside of Earl Thomas, who had, like, an 84.2 rating. And he, like, like he had, like, a little under, like, like 96, 99, something right. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like he's like, he, like, he, like granted, he's not the kind of player that Earl Thomas is even even like for Thomas he was like hundred years old right now but he can still play at a very <laughs> high level uh at least for his age anyway but uh a die I think like like tra- like travels more among o- among the line of decent to like like sometimes above average but hey like a, a decent and above average is like way better than like what the browns have right now of course so yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, if 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 they, if they can bring Thomas in, like maybe straight him out or something, or die who's probably like who's probably gonna be a, like a more trusted locker room fit, I think that would help him out a lot. I think those two players in that regard are the best options to Browns have right now.
1: Absolutely, and Browns fans, as you hear Johnny talking about average to above average, it's important to remember that you can't have great teams all the time. Um, you know, are great players all the time in every position. And even for example, last year on the offensive line, just having average play, which is what Greg Thomas or Greg Robinson and Chris Hubbard were two years ago, if they were just average last year, the Browns' season could have been significantly different. So, again, you need star-level players, but average to just above average at certain spots is okay. What you can't have is significant. Uh, weak links. That's really going to be the key piece of the puzzle when you look at some of these type of players is, are they a weak link? Are they going to blow coverage? Are they going to Uh, not be able to just do the decent part of their job. And so that's really going to be the question. You know, I think the question I have for Earl Thomas, besides stuff that we just don't know for sure about locker room, is will he stay within the scheme, right? Some some concerns they had in Baltimore was, you know, he wanted to kind of freelance a little bit. And I think with a young team, you can't have other players freelancing Uh, because you just don't know what they're going to be doing. So, uh, Johnny, I sort of prepared you but didn't prepare you for this question. Because you've been looking at the defense and know that there are some limitations there, do you think the Browns could have the type of team where the offense is good enough to overcome those defensive limitations, whether they sign one of these free agent safeties or not?
0: On paper, yes, yeah. so, like, this, like, this should be an outstanding group of skilled players in that regard. In execution, it was, it, it was the exact opposite last year, which could be, like, could be blamed for, like, a multitude of the things, that, like, for example, a regressing Baker, a worse offensive line, a lack of discipline in regards to penalties, as well as poor coaching from Freddie Kitchens, et cetera. But this team, I think, has improved on paper, not, not like, not in terms of flashiness this time, but in terms of depth, and and that's a key word uh, that, uh, like, I uh, like. I've stressed and praised throughout the <laughs> off season. For as well as John Dorsey did to get star players, his weakness as a GM I like I feel wasn't getting depth. And said depth was lacking in the tight end, interior pass rush, as, like as well as edge rushers and offensive line. With 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 regards to the tight end spot, Najoku Hooper and Harrison Bryant that team is set on tight ends. The efforts they made in free agency also extended to getting more depth in the pass rush with Andrew Billings from Cincinnati, Adrian Claiborne from the Falcons, and Jordan Elliott from the draft, as well as Jack C- C- like Coughlin in terms of uh, the offensive line. While he's not the greatest tackle in the league, he's also a much-needed boost for the right mm-hmm. side of the formation. And we can't forget Je- Jedrick Willis too. So I think the Browns could be like like the Browns are setting like at least four of the five pieces of the, of the offensive line. Of course, right guard is still a question at this point. Uh, in terms of skill players, pieces are there with Beckham, Landry, Chubb, Hunt, etc. Now, it's, to me, it's on Baker to improve his mechanics and show more patience after his first read. And that was actually, like, that was an error I thought that he had way too much of last year, even when there was decent protection. Don't get like, uh, like he's a talented quarterback that has to get the mechanics down. And if Stefanski can get that done for him and improve his comfort to uh, the level that it was at in 2018, um, I think this office is able to transcend the limitations the injured defense has. And in regard to defense, like, it's, it's extremely important. But with rules, like, nowadays favoring the passing offenses, it's on Baker, Beckham, Chubb, uh, Hunt. And company to produce in the passing game and come out on top in shootouts. That's the kind of thing that won the Chiefs the Super Bowl. That's the kind of thing that saw the Ravens go fourteen and two this season. Um, well, and, and also rushing, but that's another. <laughs> pass, yeah, pass, the passing offenses for the most part dictate the best and the worst teams um, in the modern NFL. Which is, which is again not to say that everything else isn't important, but that if the Browns are going to be a playoff team once again, it's going to have to be a complete effort from the pass attack.
1: Absolutely. And, and, again, when when the Browns start to play, it'll be Sunday, 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 and Sundays are coming back with the NFL NFLSundayTicket.tv. You can stream every live out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices plus Red Zone and DirecTV, Fantasy Zone channels. Never miss your favorite teams and favorite players. No matter where you live, NFL NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription Visit nflsundayticket.tv and use the promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, BLUEWIRE. So, Johnny, as we kind of look to wrap up, um, what should – is there anything that's kind of percolating in your head as we get closer to the season? Is there a specific uh, article that you have in mind or are hoping to see that we can kind of tease the OBR rights? I don't know if that's how we're going. We're going – Today we're going to Uh that we can kind of tease them or a specific area that you're hoping to uh, to look at over the next couple of weeks.
0: Um. Yes, I was thinking of doing an article on, or I thinking, yeah, I was thinking of doing a piece on Stefanski and how his uh, like the run-heavy offense and kind of uh, like the passing uh, the passing scheme that he had in Minnesota could benefit um with. Cleveland, Cleveland, as they did with Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, and Thielen, Von Diggs. Basically, what that could do and how, 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 like how we, we should expect Baker Mayfield, uh, the tight ends, Beckham, Landry, the running game especially, which, is, which has been like a big foundation of the Vikings offense last year. Basically, how that's going to be used and if uh, the deep passing game of previous Brown seasons is still going to be intact. That's something I, I, like, I want to look at as well.
1: That's awesome. So, folks, get get ready for that. That's coming in the next couple of weeks, probably. Um, again, with gifs and videos, and uh, who knows? I mean, Stephen Thomas, our comedian, takes care of the memes and stuff. <laughs> Johnny takes care of some of the gifs and and those kind of things. So, um, and again, the wait is is basically finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season, from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props Whoa, coaching props. If we got a Freddie Kitchens one. That'd be great up in New York as a tight ends coach. Uh, but Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BlueWire. Again, one word, BlueWire, at betonline.ag. That's BlueWire, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook expert. Johnny, thank you for coming on today. We look forward to hearing from you in the future and look forward to watching all and reading all of that great stuff you have going on. Folks, make sure you follow him on Twitter. Uh, that is at Brick Wall Blitz, just as you think. Brick Wall Blitz. Maybe in the future I'll ask him where that name came from, but we are out of time for today. Johnny, thanks for coming on, man. No problem, Jared. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Take care. And, folks, as always, take care of yourself, take care of others, and go Browns.